0: Hello and welcome to Apartment 29A. I'm Shosh.
1: And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week we are drinking chamomile lemongrass tea of the month tea while we discuss the podcast Armchair Expert Umbrella with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. We're then going to talk about the book Gallant by V.E. Schwab. And then we'll end with things we just can't stop thinking about this week, which for me has been a new reading chair that will be delivered way before this podcast actually airs, but (laughs) for me in potentially as early as three hours from now, but between three and seven hours from now, of course, and hopefully they're going to deliver it because it's raining. So, and then we will end talking about a tea party that Shosh had at work. Yay. So the chamomile lemongrass tea is a chamomile tea. That is what Shosh and I have decided. (laughs) Yep. Pretty much. I don't taste the lemongrass at all, but I'm okay with that because lemongrass is always my favorite flavor and um yeah so this is a drinkable tea like i'm not i wouldn't throw the rest of it away by any means but this one i don't care that they don't sell it separately for you to be able to purchase at a later date
0: yeah this one's just fine to me i don't love it or hate it It it's just chamomile tea so drinkable for sure but i don't think there's anything special about it i the bag didn't have a ton of smell the tea honestly doesn't have a, a ton of aroma either, but it does smell a little bit like hay, kind of.
1: Yeah, luckily not moldy uh, hay. Just clean no, not like moldy a hay bale. Hay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and not like overly strong, but there is a a slight hay undertone, so not bad but not something i want (laughs) to continually since we're not
1: horses it's not really enticing
0: (laughs) exactly exactly so again this one is drinkable but i wouldn't say there's anything remarkable about it
1: yeah same yeah if you like chamomile we would say just go get the sleepy time inexpensive tea from your local grocery but it does put me, it's because it smells a little bit like that tea, puts me in a nice warm, cozy time to her bed place, which is only a problem because it's early in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have a while before you'll be going to bed. Yes.
1: But better for for uh, you, Shosh. <laughs> yes,
0: for sure. For sure. I'm much closer to bedtime than you.
1: Yes. Yes. All right. Did you, like, do you know how you heard about the Armchair Expert Umbrella series? Yes.
0: So I heard about this from mentions on Instagram from Kristen Bell, who is married to Dax Shepard. So that had been mentioned several times, especially because there have been times when she has... I don't know helped yes, out or hosted, or yeah, yeah different things and so I had seen it mentioned many times and when we were talking about podcasts I didn't really know anything about it but I just knew of it from that so I was like let's check this one out but in all honesty I'm a little bit confused about so it
1: confused.
0: <laughs> because so that's the thing too sometimes she posts pictures and in the pictures it's always been Dax Shepherd. The girl host, who I don't remember her name, Monica. Patton. And then, yeah. And then often the guest or whatever. But definitely that's been who's talking for the podcast. And in this one, like when we went to do this and looked it all up, they're all labeled as flightless bird mm-hmm. <laughs> within a subject matter. And then it was a different host. I don't know his name,
1: David Ferrier. Thank you.
0: He was the host, with a little bit of input from Monica, and then occasionally, but rarely, someone else broke in. And I did not think it sounded like Dax Shepard, but maybe it was Dax Shepard. Right, I kind of thought it
1: was maybe their producer, but I wasn't sure.
0: Well, that's what I thought, because like I said, it it didn't sound to me, because then that was my other thing, I was like, okay, well, does Dax just produce this? But I was like, even if that's the case, which I'm not sure that it is, but even if that is the case, It did not sound like his voice when the person broke in Mm. and it was just a few times that it broke in so i'm like i don't even know who that third person was yeah no me
1: neither i can tell you that david farrier is from new zealand so i'm guessing like the flightless bird is trying to help everybody understand that this will be a series that's from a kiwi a new zealander perspective yes Which I picked that up only obviously from
0: listening to this podcast before that I was extra confused. At least that part made a little more sense once you found out the backstory of the actual host. But still, I'm left a little confused because I really thought that this was a Dax Shepherd podcast. Yeah. And I don't know if we didn't go back far enough. Maybe he's taking a break. Right. I don't know if, I don't know. (laughs) They take turns on things. I don't know if he's decided to stop doing it and has handed it over. I'm not really sure. But again, I was a bit confused because I really thought this was a Dax Shepard and Monica, whatever her name, interviewing a guest host or a guest each week. So I don't know. That being said, it was an interesting podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: we chose it that well the topic <laughs> we chose because megan has a lot of feelings about it so this podcast was about leaf blowers so mm-hmm. the whole time i was thinking this is so megan mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was dying to have this conversation because i know megan will have lots of thoughts about what was said
1: lots of thoughts so i'll just read the description of the episode because i feel like it gives a really good summary. It says, in this week's Flightless Bird, David Ferrier sets out to understand why Americans love leaf blowers so much, which is a good question, and I don't get it, but that's okay. Anyway, plagued by leaf blowers around his tiny one-bedroom apartment, David attempts to reach President Joe Biden to discuss leaf blower use at the White House. (laughs) Failing miserably, unsurprisingly, he has to settle for another politician, the also powerful... Pleasantville Village trustee, Nicole Asquith. Why are various cities and states attempting to phase out gas-guzzling leaf blowers, and why are they so dangerous? David speaks to Seattle Met Magazine journalist Benjamin Cassidy, who recently wrote about Seattle's leaf blower turf war, before musing on Americans' obsession with the perfect lawn. So that's a really, a very good summary of what happened in this particular episode, but he starts out the episode with this very interesting like data point where one gas guzzling leaf blower puts out as much pollution as a 2011 Ford Raptor as a vehicle guys, a vehicle that moves people from place to place which puts out a lot of pollution, and that's bad, but like, okay. But one little tiny leaf blower does the exact same amount of of damage to the environment as that vehicle. Yeah, I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, me too. But also, this is why I hate leaf blowers. (laughs) They're the worst. Like, now I just have even more hatred for this device that I also that I already hate it. The whole point of it is literally just to blow stuff around not get rid of it, not put it someplace helpful blow it around.
0: (laughs) They pointed out there are sometimes potentially acceptable uses for leaf blowers especially when they're Mm -hmm. clearing big streets or things they need to do quickly but Mm -hmm. in general which just means
1: that stuff goes in your lawn just saying (laughs) in general
0: i agree i think they're probably overused and i just don't really understand why because again it's just moving stuff from one place to the other and i think a lot of it has to do with that that obsession about about their law people's lawns that they were Mm -hmm. discussing and i've never had that sort of obsession but i know like a lot of people really want a perfect lawn especially if they're on a street
1: of perfect lawns and that's how they match in their neighborhood Mm -hmm. but it also depends on how you define perfect lawn because for me perfect lawn is the one you plant and never have to tend to again that's perfection
0: (laughs) yeah seriously but most people like a lot of times sort of the
1: american lawn
0: ideal is Mm the perfect green grass It right. does. it's not even usually about any gardening or anything which right. that may or may not be present but it's literally about the perfect perfectly cut perfectly green
1: you know front no lawn of your like house in the wrong place yeah
0: but i have a lot of issues with this for a lot of reasons And I remember specifically from the Anthropocene Reviewed when we talked about that, John Green had a little story essay thing in there about people's lawns and how much water is wasted Mm -hmm. to essentially have those lawns. And obviously those are in areas that aren't themselves being affected so much by drought and low rainfall, but when you look at the water wastage especially when you do have you know a significant portion of the US that's having water issues it's ridiculous mm-hmm. i just feel like there should be rules about like how you use water and when things you like use leaf it. right and things like leaf blowers when they're putting so much pollution out mm-hmm. that it's why are we putting so much time and energy and hurting the environment so much just to have a nice lawn
1: right well and this episode was really interesting or helpful because while i agree with everything you're saying part of what this episode focused on is like there are already like rules and laws in play in in place um to prevent egregious wastes of water or you know using the loud leaf blower at 2 a.m. in the morning type thing. However, if you want those enforced, you have to call the police. And they were like not gonna do. Right. So they were like, even if you do that, the police are gonna be like, sorry for the nuisance. Um, but you know, we've got actual like crime and murder and mysteries to solve. So maybe we'll come out, maybe we won't, maybe we'll put like a ticket on their door maybe we won't and so like you can understand why the law is set up that that's who you would contact because that's what we do here in the united states but also what a waste of like time and attention and community resources <laughs> yes well and the co-host monica pointed
0: out she was a lot less anti-leaf blowers mm-hmm. i mean obviously he convinced her that things like electric leaf blowers or at least Much make more better. sense and yes. different things so and lighter she wasn't, so
1: better for the person using it yeah too. she wasn't
0: a hundred percent unsympathetic but in general she just doesn't really care about leaf blowers and no. was like this is ridiculous
1: he's like but, stop complaining about the sound the one thing that she
0: did say which I kind of agreed with was she was talking about her friend who was trying to get a hold of the police because there's someone with a gun in the parking lot (laughs) I don't know what they were doing but clearly she was concerned and she was having trouble getting through to the police and she was like are you kidding me if you are the one clogging up the lines (laughs) to talk to the police because of your leaf blowers like essentially you know you need to stop and I have no sympathy for you and I kind of agree with that I don't Mm -hmm. really while i get that that might be your only your only sort of resource in a situation i'm not sure a leaf blower ever constitutes really calling the police
1: right i exactly. mean unless
0: maybe it's repeatedly at three in the morning or something like every night for you know weeks or something then right. maybe at some point you get to the point where you've got to try to talk yeah. to somebody and I ideally still after that you've police, had that conversation
1: with that person that's what i was gonna like, say hey, i still neighbor. don't know that the
0: police should be the first point of right. contact <laughs> but i can see where perhaps if you had already exhausted your other avenues you mm-hmm. know such as talking to the person themselves or maybe a landlord or something if it's not a you know if they don't own the place or something eventually maybe but i do not think in general people should just be calling the police phone right leaf blowers yeah
1: it's yeah. a bit excessive and if you do i certainly don't feel bad if the police are like "Why?" Are you thank you for letting for us know goodbye we'll talk to you later <laughs> Definitely. But, oh, and it was like the episode was good because they talk about the kind of hidden racism that's in this conversation because they're you know particularly in california but in other areas too the the workers who are doing this landscaping are you know stereotypically hispanic or from at least another culture and so are you really complaining about the sound or are you complaining about like their work you know, and for me, I'm like, I want to be very clear. I just don't care about somebody else's lawn not having leaves. So it it's not that I don't want workers there. Please pay them. But I just, why are we caring about a leaf being in the wrong spot? <laughs> well, the host <laughs> the host
0: was also very annoyed just generally because of the sound. Yes. Like that was his biggest complaint, mm-hmm. and I do have to say they are loud. I honestly don't even know if I've ever seen anybody with a leaf blower here in the UK. If they have it, is not a problem, and it is not like right re- a regular thing.
1: Mm-hmm. They're but, all like on both sides of me. I get it. I hear them. All I was going to say,
0: but talking to Megan. It is a regular occurrence. To
1: the <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Shosh can know when it's happening. And she, she's essentially hearing it in the UK from California. Yeah. Through technology. But I'm just saying, that's how loud it is.
0: <laughs> exactly. So his biggest problem, more than anything, while he didn't understand some of the things about just moving leaves around and different stuff, his biggest actual issue with it was really the sound. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he wasn't thrilled with the environmental impact either. Right. And to be honest, that's frustrating because it's the same thing that they were talking about with leaf blowers that happen with a lot of other things. They have regulations and things, but some of the places, they're not really anything that's enforceable. It's more, this is the standard we would like you to meet and hope that you follow. And then also some of the other places that do have genuine rules now, because it, because you have to give people time and different things to like phase stuff out it's going to be like years before you actually even achieve what you're trying to do and that's so so frustrating like on one hand I get it you have to give people time you can't just expect everybody to adjust or have the money to instantly go buy an electric leaf blower or whatever but it's also so frustrating when you're thinking about these impacts and how it takes so long to have any meaningful change so you're like sure just keep you know adding all this extra pollution until the very last moment when you're not allowed anymore and then you'll switch
1: mm-hmm. plus in this case the electric ones my understanding is the electric ones are lighter so that's going to be better for their workers and quieter, quieter too, think, right so which is also because like if it's loud for us I have to hope that the workers are wearing some sort of ear protection because we do know that loud sounds, particularly over time, degrade our ability to hear and then we need hearing aids. And while that technology is getting better and cheaper and great, we're providing better access to those things, it's still not free, it's still not great. And particularly well, and for that be community. Nice to be able to hear. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I mean with
0: on your own, you know. Yes. Obviously if you don't want to have a you know, a hearing aid, if you don't have to have one.
1: Right. So even don't if you have a the ability comp to, claim later. Yeah. Access yeah. one. yeah this episode was made for megan essentially (laughs) it was i was all i was like that's right you call the white house you find out (laughs) that was funny he did legitimately
0: call the white house and the switchboard operator was very nice to him she told him how he could write write a letter or an email directly to biden and it would be a call at his discretion but that she could he could request it and then he asked her about the use of the leaf blowers at the white house and she kind of chuckled and was like I don't know anything about that. That's all about the grounds, people. I'm sorry. Right. I was like, good one, lady. Yeah. <laughs>
1: don't even engage. <laughs> yes. And you know so. they use it. And again, like, probably, in some but ways they did it. Like, it's got to be this picturesque White House. There's pictures taken all the time, but it's, I, I just don't quite understand the idea that the that perfection is so cultivated instead of perfection being what Natural. naturally happens yeah and i don't know if that's like a the, something about the period of time in which i was born and raised because we were born and kind of raised right as like sociologists were starting to really understand the effect of the unnatural beauty being presented in magazines to women and so they started talking about those theories and because of the field I'm in like I've always known that like there's just a lot of damaging things that help that that hurt women and men where we're talking about these very unnatural ideals of perfect of the perfect body and so that leads to lots of per- lots of eating disorders, et cetera. So I don't know if like my, the way I've kind of self-corrected for that is to just find natural beauty beautiful. Like, you know, like, do I wear makeup? Yes, but can most people tell that I'm wearing makeup most days? No, like I'm not, I don't usually put on a lot of makeup and I'm fascinated by those who can do makeup really, really well. But I'm also just like, into the natural beauty of people and things. So I don't know if that's why, it's like, I like I heard that theory and was like, let's like, the, the, then let's appreciate the natural. I don't know.
0: But I also think it's
1: something to
0: be said about just with the makeup thing, sort of how you wear it and how you're okay with it. Because even though on a regular basis you put makeup on, you would be able to leave the house without makeup and oh, that would be sure. fine no but there are people who literally won't go out until they've done their makeup yep and so I think there's a difference also and again how accepting you are of yourself how you perceive things how you expect other people to perceive you I mean I know that's a little bit kind of on a side tangent but Mm -hmm. just when you mentioned it it was making me think about how different people interpret things Mm -hmm. and I mean I don't wear makeup most of the time because there's no point in putting on makeup to go get dirty and gross at work. Right. But some people would not be okay with that, even in my job, which to me, again, there's no point in wearing makeup. Some people would still think, you no, know, I, I still have to put makeup on. Right. So it's just interesting how maybe some of that then translates into other things. Mm-hmm. Just like, right. I like leaves. I don't yeah. look at a lawn and see leaves and be think that's a problem right I'm just like oh I love fall leaves are so yeah, pretty
1: same. I mean I know
0: leaf leaf blowers are used for more than leaves but
1: I'm just saying right, yeah
0: you know like you know that doesn't bother me
1: right yeah it it's just strange to me and I think in California it even is like harder for my sensibilities because grass is not natural or native at all to California I think there may be like i mean a, a handful of grasses that are actually native and none of them are what people are using didn't they say lawn? that
0: the grass was actually brought from the uk it might be i'm pretty sure they said that in the episode that the type of grass they use actually came over from
1: the uk oh, yeah. which I also means true.
0: that it makes no sense for your climate
1: right no sense so the natural like if you're going to go natural here A leaf blower would be pointless because natural here is a desert landscape. So you're gonna put dirt down, and then you know, the absolutely most beautiful desert plants, cactuses, all these things. They flower, they're so pretty. But what would why would you use a leaf blower on that? You know what I mean? Like you're like just gonna blow the dirt around. And you see that. That's what you see, and that's some of what (laughs) bothers me. I'm like, but you're Either but don't why? do that or just take a broom and brush it on, into the two ways because you actually, all you're doing is kicking the dirt up into the air for people like me with exercise use and asthma or other asthmatics who are really then like, are you kidding me? This is so not, not helpful. You're like, I don't need this. No, <laughs> like, please don't do that. You're just kicking up particulates into the air for me to have to breathe in and cough out later. Well, also, they were talking about
0: how unhealthy it is for the people using the leaf blowers. Yes, they were talking be. about it being really, really unhealthy, which I honestly, I mean, not that I've ever used a leaf blower, but I never considered.
1: Right. I I do. There have been times where I wanted to tell, like, particularly the guy who uses it down the street that I'm like, can can you just wear a mask? It'll make me feel better. <laughs> just because I'm worried about him and, like, all the particulates that he's breathing in. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, I don't understand the leaf blower. And this episode is, we'll tell you why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. For sure. And despite being very confused by this whole podcast slash episode, I kind of enjoyed the leaf blower discussion. I mean, part of that was because I was thinking the whole time. I can't wait to hear what Megan has to say about (laughs) this, because obviously we Picked this knowing she'd have strong feelings i do so i i was very excited for the conversation so i don't know if we did our thing where we didn't pick a representative episode or i mean because there definitely are more than one flightless bird like it, yeah, it was a whole, a whole list series. of them and yeah we, we didn't keep going backwards we just saw the leaf blowers and thought this will be perfection for megan but i don't actually understand where dax shepherd was and how that plays in so i don't know if it's changed i don't know if they release multiple types of episodes i don't know if his podcast is on a break no clue but like i said it was an interesting listen
1: yeah i think flight the flightless bird looks like it started in may of 2022 so that's all I can because that—that's what like introducing flightless bird with David Ferrier. So maybe Dax Shepard just got tired of it and like took a break. Yeah, it doesn't. the The episode notes don't say it. Just says that um they are going to follow Kiwi journalist David Ferrier as he embarks on a quest to understand American culture because he somehow got marooned here. <laughs>
0: If I was curious enough, I'd go back and listen to the, at least that first episode and see if it explained it, or maybe the last episode of the other ones,
1: but Mm -hmm. I'm not
0: sure if I'm that curious. We'll see.
1: Yeah. And then there were 10 episodes before that, that were all Kristen Bell and Monica Padman. So I don't know if Dax is like working and he's like, I can't do my podcast right now. So yeah we're taking a break
0: for something Mm -hmm. not sure but it's weird because it's still labeled as with Dax Shepard
1: right but
0: whatever it worked we
1: listened Yeah. yeah it was I mean it was entertaining enough I'm not sure I would add it
0: to my regular rotation but like I said the episode itself was interesting and I enjoyed listening to it Agreed. All right. Do you maybe want to tell us about
1: Gallant? Of course. So Gallant is a book written by V.E. Schwab. The Goodreads description goes like this. Olivia Pryor has grown up in Maryland's school for girls, and all she has of her past is her mother's journal, which seems to unravel into madness. Then a letter invites Olivia to come home to Gallant. Yet when Olivia arrives, no one is expecting her. But Olivia is not about to leave the first place that feels like home. It doesn't matter if her cousin Matthew is hostile or if she sees half-formed ghouls haunting the hallways. Olivia knows that Gallant is hiding secrets and she is determined to uncover them. When she crosses a ruined wall at just the right moment, Olivia finds herself in a place that is gallant, but not. The manor is crumbling, the ghouls are solid and a mysterious figure rules over all. Now Olivia sees what has unraveled generations of her family and where her father may have come from. Olivia has always wanted to belong somewhere, but will she take her place as a prior protecting our world against the master of the house? Or will she take her place beside him. What did you think, Shosh?
0: So, full disclosure, I don't remember a lot of the details of this book. We read this a while ago. We have like a running list of books that we finish that we pick from every week when we sit down to do these, and part of the reason we decided to talk about this now is because we both realized <laughs> that it had been on there for a while, and the longer they sit on there, obviously the harder it is to remember a lot about them. So I'm struggling a little bit with my recall, but I do remember that I enjoyed the book and V.E. Schwab has is a very good writer. So she puts together very good stories. I would expect to pretty much like anything that she sort of comes out with. I remember the whole book being a little bit dark but not in like a bad way just sort of darkish darkish undertones I mean, a lot undertones. of discussion of
1: ghouls so ghosts yeah, death yeah. but the afterlife
0: yeah so like a bit again a bit sort of darkish
1: right um, rarely a cheery topic
0: <laughs> yeah And the main character, Olivia, had had kind of a tough upbringing, and she was communicating mostly through sign language, which I thought was really interesting. So I actually Mm -hmm. really appreciated that part. That was pretty cool. And it had a bit of mystery in it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Kind of her discovering sort of herself and her family and this house and this other world. So there was a lot of kind of, I don't know discovery if you will Mm -hmm. but yeah again I don't I'm trying to see remember if there was anything specifically that really really stood out to me but it's not it's not working out so well for me but like I said I remember that I enjoyed it for sure Mm -hmm. how about you
1: yeah to me this it was a really interesting book i definitely agree it's dark it's moody it's a little bit of spooky and scary um but just a little so nothing major um if it was major i wouldn't have been able to hack it (laughs) right um particularly towards the end the house itself which considering this so the house is called gallant and the book is called gallant so it's probably shouldn't have come as a surprise that it becomes such a major character in the book but it does uh it's a big like it's definitely a character a little bit more than than like it's not like new york being a character in sex in the city no it's literally a character it uh, comes alive essentially in ways. <laughs> um, it gave me, for those who have read Mexican Gothic, it gave me some Mexican Gothic vibes because in that one there are also aspects of the house that literally come alive. That one's a little scarier than this one. So I thought this was like really well written. It kind of, it almost gave me The Secret Garden, but like a dark Secret Garden. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. I wouldn't, for me, like I, so. I gave this book four stars, and I think if this was my first V.E. Schwab book, it probably wouldn't have convinced me to read additional ones. Mm, okay, but so I found like her other books just to be more enticing and lead me to want to read more of her work. Um, and this one was good, but wouldn't I wouldn't have like gone looking for her other work um but because i know her other work is so amazing um i'm not wasn't disappointed by this one but i wasn't excited you by it just either. wouldn't have
0: been like i must read everything that
1: exactly written. that makes sense
0: i mean i guess i sort of agree with that because i expected the story to be good based on her other stuff and then it didn't really disappoint me because Again, it's like part of her whole repertoire. But if I hadn't, if I didn't know anything else about her, then I'm not saying I wouldn't read anything else by her, but I don't know that I would like rush out, like you said,
1: to be exactly. like, must read
0: the next book.
1: Exactly.
0: But overall, I mean, I thought it was a decent read. If oh, yeah. Based on this discussion, I would obviously recommend starting with something like The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh mm-hmm but again and I thought it was yeah a good story I enjoyed mm-hmm. it yeah.
1: yeah yeah no it's not by no means is it a bad story it's just you know once you've read the invisible life of Addie LaRue and you like if you want a book or like darker shades of magic and you're looking for something at that level it just fell a little flat from that for me but the characters are deep and rich the story is intriguing there's you know there's definite enticement can see why the struggle to make like between good and bad is not easy because it's not it's not her care her books are often you're choosing between shades of gray uh, and I do really appreciate that definitely yeah definitely
0: this one the one thing that was nice about this one is it wasn't part of a series or super long.
1: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was standalone. It, it was pretty short, so. It
0: fell short and sweet compared to a lot of the other ones because The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, why that's only a single book. It's very long. I don't remember how long. I just know it's a very long one. And then Darker Shoots of Magic is obviously a series, so mm-hmm. you've got a lot going on there. So in that respect, sometimes it's nice to have sort of a little bite-sized something. But mm-hmm again it while it's good it can't really compete with those other two
1: right and I realize that there's really only two other books of hers that we haven't read yet
0: oh because she has
1: another series that they're called villains the first book is called vicious and the second book is called vengeful and then she has some like 1.5 1.5 or 0. 0.5, so like books that go in the middle of other series. Interesting. Yeah. And a book called Shades of Magic Volume 1, The Steel Prince, which I don't know how that goes into other things. Don't know. But uh yeah. So maybe I feel like now my the completionist in me comes out. I'm like, ooh. There's Did also some books these? by
0: Victoria Schwab, and I don't know if those are also by her or not.
1: Um. Yeah, so she goes by, I think it's, um. how does that work? She's V.E. Schwab in her adults series and Victoria Schwab in her young adult or reverse that. There we go, because I was
0: going to say, I felt like they were hers. I just couldn't
1: 100% remember, but that makes sense. Yeah. So I might have said it backwards but that's yeah. Yeah, well we might have to check on some of those then. Yeah. All right. Well, let me tell you for Christmas, um Jerry and I asked for a new reading chair uh because we like our old one was a poing chair from um IKEA. There we go. And it's a good 10 years old at least and it was never an amazing chair to begin with it was comfortable but the like you sit on this cushion that's like all the way from your head down to your uh, legs and the cushion at the top would oftentimes like hit you in the head and because it wouldn't stay up so it's not hurting you it's a cushion but it was just annoying to continually like have to like push it back up and we just decided that we are, we've grown out of the Ikea furniture and slowly but surely we're going to like upgrade the furniture. So we asked for a new chair and so we got money for Christmas and my birthday to get a new reading chair and we ordered it a couple weeks ago from Living Spaces. So super excited that it's getting delivered today. It's Yay. really pretty and it's really comfortable. Um, I was a little nervous when we were shopping for it because Jeremy really likes kind of a modern, clean aesthetic, which I really like too, but I don't always think about that as a comfortable chair. (laughs) So I was like, how are we going to find a comfortable chair that's in this like modern aesthetic that sometimes just isn't comfortable? But, uh, But we did and cannot wait for it to be delivered in the rain today.
0: Well, hopefully it's packaged well because you don't want a wet, a brand new wet chair. Really? But don't. I have seen pictures and it looks really nice. I cannot speak to the comfort level because obviously I haven't been able to sit in it, but it looks very nice and I can't wait to see it. And I'm very excited for you.
1: Yes. I can like sit cross-legged in it but I don't Yay. have to, but that's always one of my, like when I'm in a reading chair, that's all I want. Oh, Oftentimes I want to be able to put my feet up like underneath me, cross-legged or in other ways.
0: I recently got a new chair also because I was able to get a nursing chair and it is so comfortable. And when I got it, I originally wanted one fabric <laughs> And then I changed my mind, even though I really loved the other one and got a different one, even though I only saw the swatch, which is a little bit scary because it's hard to envision when you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. So I only saw the swatch, but I was like, this will match the nursery and also has a better chance of matching the rest of our house if I want to keep it later or move it around. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I did because it's so freaking comfortable. I totally want to keep it as a reading chair after. I mean assuming it doesn't get ruined but so I can feel your excitement about a a chair because I recently got one too and was super excited about it
1: yep we're super excited
0: I hope you get it soon and I hope it's nice and dry
1: yeah me too and it's it's uh, true it's got a couple more hours before it uh is supposed to be delivered so it can it can stop raining between now and then even though it's not supposed to
0: I hope it's super comfortable and you get lots of reading done in it.
1: Yes, I will, no doubt. All right, Shosh, tell us about this tea party at work.
0: Oh my gosh, so I'm getting ready to shortly be on maternity leave and my weekend crew, so just to backtrack a little bit, because we work with animals, somebody has to be at work every single day of the week. There's never any For days that get off. For some reason, they want to eat on the
1: weekend. Right? I don't get even,
0: it. Even holidays. So even like Christmas, somebody has to work. So we work on a rotating schedule. So essentially, our whole team is split into thirds and we rotate weekends. So my weekend crew, who are some of my closest friends at work, decided that they were going to do something special for me on my last weekend with them. So they threw me a tea party and it was so nice. So amazing. They brought in all kinds of food. They made all kinds of food. They put up bunting in our staff room. They even brought me a few presents, which was really nice and unexpected. And the whole thing was just so nice and so amazing. And it would have been regardless But it also happened in the middle of experiencing really bad um, tooth pain that led to a (laughs) emergency root canal, which was not enjoyable. So it was a real highlight in that weekend above and beyond the normal Mm -hmm. like amazingness that it would be because a lot of the things going on around that, you know, that tea party and that stuff with them on the weekend was not as much fun at all. Right. So mm. it was amazing and I have to tell you not to go too much into baby stuff. Now that I've you know spilled the beans about the baby, it's like all all baby all the time, which I will obviously <laughs> try not to do for the rest of my life, but it might be difficult as this baby will probably take over my life. But they gave me a little outfit that's covered in jellyfish. It's so cute. Oh, so cute. I love it. I was just yeah it was just too much i didn't expect it and i don't have anything with jellies on it and i kind of freaked out and oh, i wow. cannot wait to put him in it so oh. i know nope. well you don't see and that many have to baby take him things to the jelly and exhibit. Jell- jellyfish yep someday i will have to take him and show him the jellies which oh, i will she. happily do so and obviously he will love them
1: oh uh, yeah. has to if he's gonna be my son well also because they move in interesting ways which attracts the i mean who doesn't
0: (laughs) who doesn't like like jellies but
1: right i won't give him a choice i'm just kidding
0: he can like what he wants but but i mean it better be jellies yeah and And turtles yeah sea turtles are the best so I mean there's just no question there. Yep. If he doesn't, he's not my son. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> we're I'm writing kidding. him off. We're giving him away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my
1: god. But it no was way. just
0: so thoughtful and so nice. And I yeah. love the people that I work with. And they were so amazing. And it was really unexpected. And it was just no. so nice.
1: So. so sweet. I love it. If
0: anybody that I work with is listening, thank you. I love you. You're oh. amazing.
1: <laughs> Agreed so all right well particularly if you know if you've listened to the armchair expert umbrella and you know what that was how it started and how it came what it is today we need you to reach out to us reach out to us on instagram at apartment spelled all the way out apartment 29a or on at gmail You send us an email at apt29a at gmail.com we gotta know yes
0: yeah, solve this mystery for us please right
1: have a great week. Bye everyone. Bye.